Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Real Men Feel with Andy Grant encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been told, all emotions do serve you. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Now let's get to it. Greetings, friends, and welcome to Real Men Feel. This is your host, coach, author, and healer, Andy Grant. You know, Real Men Feel launched almost five years ago with, with the goal of having conversations that most men aren't having, but that all men can benefit from. Part of the goal is also to remind men that they are, in fact, human beings. And as human beings, they, they have the right to feel all of their emotions and express those emotions as well. And I find anytime you're doing that emotional work, anytime you're going within, that often leads to questions of meaning and purpose. So my guest today is author, speaker, and coach, Dr. Ken Keyes. Ken is an expert in leadership, personality assessment, self-awareness, and purpose. Amazing the coincidences of having him here today. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Dr. Ken. Well, thanks, Andy, for having me on. It's this pleasure to be able to serve. Awesome. So I really like to start like at the basic definitions, make sure we're all talking about the same thing. So how, how do you define purpose? Well, purpose is an overarching meaning. So sometimes people say, well, it's my assignment, it's my calling. Uh, so purpose is something that really you never achieve. You're always achieving. It's an active tense. So I have a goal. I want a new car. I want a, a house. I want you know to go on this trip. Well, then it's done. Well, purpose is never done. It's, it's always being done. So for mine, my, so an example is my purpose is to help others to live, lead, and work on purpose. And the subtitle of that is to help people to realize their potential. Hmm. So purpose is this overarching philosophy in why you're here. I believe that we're not an accident. I believe that we all have a purpose in that if you don't know your purpose, then your purpose in life is to figure out your purpose. Oh, good. So that was one of my questions. So is part of our purpose to figure out our purpose and does is it, a, is it a discovering something that's innately there or is it creating our own purpose? Uh, my bias is that we are discovering. So, I mean, I've been a speaker author. This is my 32nd year in this space, but I grew up as a dairy farmer. So I was the first born male, Eastern European descent, third generation. And you think there was a little pressure to stay there. So I lasted about two years with my dad before we nearly killed each other because <clears throat> we didn't want to operate. And then I actually started my own dairy farm because that's what I grew up with. And I got up one morning and I said, you know, would it be okay to be here 20 years from now as the sun's coming up at 530 in the morning and, and is raising? And I said, absolutely not. So I even knew as a 16 year old that I enjoyed speaking. I was part of the 4-H youth movement here in Canada. Uh, some people call it young farmers. It's it's in the U.S. as well. The Young Farmers is around Europe. And I knew I enjoyed speaking there. I was doing emceeing at 15, 16, 17, 18 years of age, but I never really made it as a profession. So later on in my 20s, I said, listen, uh, I left my sales job and started doing sales training. 
And that was the transition into this profession. But I always knew there was this call, or excuse me, or purpose to really encourage others, to really help people to get set. Now, the sad stats, Andy, and then you're talking to men, but it also applies to all others out there, is that almost 90% of people aren't clear about why they're here. You know, there was that Gallup study a few years ago with 142 countries said 87% of people are not engaged at work. Now, I'm not saying that life is perfect. I'm sure there's some days, Andy, you're doing an amazing job with your podcast. There's a thing called Podcast Fade. You and I have been both doing our podcast for five years. And probably in the middle of year three, you say, man, I'm going to keep doing this. So, but the majority of your life is energized. You have a lot of energy when we got on in the, uh, just before we started recording this. You know, th- that is evidence that I don't believe in motivation. So motivation is a myth. So if there's something you enjoy doing, something that you love doing, this is interest compel. They draw, they energize you. They put you in the thing called the zone, right? And you don't have to work at it. If somebody says, Ken, listen, I have an audience of 5,000 people in this arena right now today. I don't have to think about if I have to do it or not. Like we're in. Ken, would you like to be on our podcast with Andy? Absolutely. I mean, these, these are not decisions. These are just the flow of what I do. Now, uh, I also, way back in 1989, you asked this question about, do I discover it? I went and had a coach called Mike McManus. So he was my mentor. And Mike was out of Seattle, Washington. He was an educator. And he created a thing called the source, which is a process to keep kids in school. Because, you know, all of us, I almost made failed high school. I got a 4.0 in my uh, PhD. And I said, well, why is that? Because I was working on something I was interested in. <laughs> Doing French in high school wasn't really like my number one thing. But anyways, I worked with Mike for six months to just start clarifying. I knew I was supposed to speak, but to who about what? And so, you know, clarity is one of the number one skills of high performers. Brendan Bouchard proved that in his book, you know, High Performers. And so the same thing is that clarity or discovery is reserved for the seeker. So if I don't look, I don't find, you know, so many people today, Andy, and you've even shortened your podcast, right? Is that they have an attention span of a microwave. It's just like a gnat. So attention is the big thing. Well, guess what? Finding your purpose, doing the clarity takes work, takes effort, takes responsibility for your own space. And uh, I'm not saying it's um, not without its, I want to call the word burden, but without its effort, but it's well worth it. And if you don't do it, it says, well, it's going to take me four months, Ken, to to figure this all out. Well, well, where will you be in four months if you don't do it? So uh, it's just going through that process. Now, the other thing, Andy, is that we believe that our life has consistency to it, meaning there are some people that can do many different things. And, you know, these serial entrepreneurs that have like 20 different businesses. The theme of that is that they love starting businesses, bringing them to a space and doing it over again. So even though they're in 20 different, you know, they have a shoe store, they have a digital offering, you know, they, whatever it is. So for us, we believe your sort of content or the essence of who you are stays pretty consistent throughout your lifetime, but the form changes. So who would have thought that, Zoom would become a noun, right? Just like Kleenex did, right? So you're saying, well, I'm doing a Zoom call. Everybody knows what that is. We used to say Skype or whatever the case is. 
When I got into this industry, and I'm not trying to date myself, I know I look really young, Andy, there wasn't even email. And so I had a contract with Chrysler and I was flying from the West Coast to Detroit every week for a year because we had to go in the room to develop the courses that we were doing for them. So, I mean, that, I'd never do that now because you have your email, you have the Zoom calls, you have this sort of distance and virtual world. So yet I'm still helping people, but it's in a different process. We've now created online courses. All, all our assessments are online. Well, when I bought CRG, uh, which does our assessment division, um, there was nothing that was online 20 years ago. So again, uh, technology and what you're doing here helps us to reach people in a different way, but the core message is the same. So you mentioned that it does take work, some effort, and you need to be accountable, responsible for for discovering your purpose. So when someone hears all that, like, well, you know, work sounds like work. Effort sounds very hard and difficult. So why is that important? Why, why does discovering your purpose really matter? Well, here's, here's a rally, not from a self-centered point of view, from a self-honoring point of view. If you're not doing your purpose, then life is a burden. I actually believe that procrastination is a sign that you're either doing the wrong things or you're doing the right things in the wrong environment or maybe both. So if I'm constantly procrastinating, if I'm not energized, you do it for you. Because imagine if you got up in the morning and you really were energized, you enjoyed what you're doing, you loved what you were doing for the most part. We all have stuff that we have to do that we don't enjoy, but the majority of my life is there. That is your highest level of fulfillment but it's also your highest level of contribution. Because if you're miserable, you're draining everybody else around you. You're no fun. If you're miserable at work and you come home, then you know everybody in the family says, oh, here comes dad. It's going to be a sucky day because he, he uh, or night tonight because he's kind of miserable. So uh, it's really that responsibility that we have this highest level of contribution, highest level of fulfillment, but also it's for the self-honoring. I mean, uh, I remember doing a, a speech just a year ago in, in Dallas, I think it was, or Houston. I've done 3,000 paid presentations in my lifetime. So I finished this workshop on wellness, <clears throat> excuse me. And I, at the end of it, I said, man, I love this. I said, you know, if, if speaking and communicating wasn't my purpose, if it wasn't at my core, my essence, then I wouldn't enjoy it. 3,000 speeches later, I'm not doing it for the money. Yes, I get paid well to do it, but I do it because I enjoy it. I love it. And in fact, I enjoy it more now than I even did 10 years ago. There's a certain amount of maturity, spiritual maturity that happened in me where I just, I went, you went away from ego to this concept of service. And I know you talk about this in the show too, for men is like, when can I move away trying to prove who I am and just really serve other people to help other people to give to them? You know, this is not effort or work. This is a privilege. Now, the other thing that happens, Andy, a lot of times people don't pursue their purpose and there's different reasons. A lot of times you have a family of origin or background or cultural pressures to go in a certain direction. So it was very difficult for me to leave the dairy farm. I mean, all the pressure, everything. It says, I did all of this for you, right? And so I had to leave that. Or you went and he had got educated. So a friend of mine is an MD. And many years ago, I was doing life coaching with him. And he said, Ken, I hate being an MD. And I said, so why did you become an MD? Well, dad was one. Everybody thought I should be. And he hated his practice, but he had put 13 years of education, hundreds of thousands of dollars into his education, but he needed to not abandon it, but leave that to really fulfill his purpose. But guess what he does now? 
he coaches other doctors on stress and burnout when they don't like what they're doing. Mm. So he took his experiences and the credibility as an MD to work with other MDs. So we just shifted that, shifted that passion to serve others and was able to really embrace. And he's just, just knocking it out of the park now. But if he didn't make the decision to quit his practice and shift what he was doing, then he would still be this uh, MD who was qualified, but miserable every day serving his patients. Right. So in this doctor's case and in your own case, it was being unhappy, be, being in a, a, a position when you look to the future, you didn't want to keep being in this position, being dairy farming or being a doctor. So not being on purpose is what led you to put in the work to discover your purpose. Is that fair to say? I would say that was an underpinning for sure. Yeah. And that was the question that everybody here could ask. If you're doing exactly what you're doing right now, 20 years from now, would that be okay? And if your answer is no, then don't feel guilty. I mean, the other encouragement we want to have for Andy is to not beat yourself up, to not create burden or guilt or any of those kinds of things about, oh, I don't know my purpose, so I'm a loser. No, no, you just don't know your purpose right now. So cut yourself some slack and you give yourself some space to go on this journey of clarity, whatever, however long it takes. If it's two weeks, two months, or two years, it doesn't matter as long as you have this momentum of moving forward. Now, if you don't know what you want to do, then you can do what we, what you just said is through the back door is what don't you want to do? So, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this framing job right now and I just really don't see myself as, okay, so, you know, construction is not where you're going to go. Well, so that takes it off the list to put on the list. One of the things that I do in the book, The Quest for Purpose, which of course we're going to have as a gift at the end of the show, if people uh, stay to the end, we'll give them a place to be able to get my book free, is I give people a step-by-step process to create, I'll call it micro clarity, is this question, what's your purpose? In many cases, if I've never done the work, Andy, it's too big of a question. It's too overwhelming. And so because it's overwhelming, I don't start, I don't begin So we really break it down into little steps. Yes, I have to do the work. I mean, I spent six months personally journaling and answering questions that Mike had crafted over years, which then Mike passed away from cancer many, many years ago, 20 years ago. And then I just continued his work to create and write and author the book, The Quest for Purpose and Now, which is a full e-course for people to take and just take people through these steps. So example is, Life is constantly leaving us clues, Andy, but are we paying attention? Are we paying attention to those things that energize and are vibrant or positive for us? And so I take people through different parts of their life and I said, okay, what kind of sights and sounds and elements and geography really excite you? Do you like being in the mountains? Do you like being in the ocean, on the beach, in the city, on the rural? So all these are components. So we get you to identify the components, the pieces of the puzzle, and then it starts to make its way together into sort of full picture of your life. So what are the kind of people you like to hang out with? You know, we become like the, our closest associates. So if you want to go into another level, that's another thing that can hinder us is like, you know, well-meaning family, friends says, Andy, you're not going to start a podcast. Are you kidding me? You know, there was everybody supported you, right, Andy? So a lot of times we have people around us who are well-meaning and then they will kind of put a little pin in your balloon about your dream. So you have to be careful and cautious about this new direction, this new journey. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to hang out with Marshall Goldsmith, who wrote the book Triggers of What Got You Here Won't Get You There, one of the number of coaches, number one coaches in the world. 
And in his book, he talks about when you're trying to do behavioral change, trying to sort of say who you are now with people who knew you 20 years ago is not a fair interchange. In other words, he was talking about a, a story of a lady who went back to her sort of town that she grew up in. She now was this VP of this international company and she came for dinner with all her high school friends. And then she started to talk about her trips to Europe and she was doing these things and interacting with presidents and all that kind of stuff. And her friend after the dinner came over and pulled her aside and just said, who do you think you are to be so arrogant and so full of yourself? And she was simply sharing what she was doing now. So that group saw her as, as she was 20 years ago. So she still goes back. And she says, what are you doing? Well, I'm traveling a lot and meeting a lot of uh, interesting people. And that's the end of the conversation. Hmm. That group is not going to lead her to the next level. So part of what you're doing here is, you know, get a mentor, get a coach, get people around you that are going to pull you up, that are going to encourage you in the space that you need to go. And that's where purpose then also can grow, where you say, well, well, who do you think you are? Well, when I was in grade Nine, my English teacher said I, I would not amount to anything because I couldn't read or write. So the computer wasn't invented yet for students. And so I, it was discovered when I did my master's degree that I'm dyslexic. So that dyslexia really hindered me. That grade nine English teacher said I wouldn't read or write. Now, I could do speeches. So verbally, I had prowess. And people with ADHD or dyslexia kind of go in that direction but in my 20s, all of a sudden, I never even thought I would be an author. And here I am. I've authored now 4 million words of content with four books, 12 assessments, 500 articles. No way, even in my 20s, would you have convinced me that I would be an author. And I go back and I was just kind of looking and reminiscing of sort of my life. I said, I used to do a lot of writing personally. But of course, I, it was just for personal. It wasn't for publication. And the invention of the computer with its little red line in Word saved my bacon. And said, oh, by the way, Ken, that, that uh, word is spelt incorrectly. So sometimes you have a past that hinders your future. And that was true for me. And now, you know, I don't like writing every day, but I enjoy communicating the concepts that are important to me. It was one of the reasons why I got a 4.0 in my leadership or PhD is I got to write about leadership, which is one of my expertise areas, but not, you know, French. Part of the work I've done with clients for, for a long time is helping them to get clear on their values. And so that's a version of self-assessment. And, and um, so I was someone definitely that I'm not even, I definitely was not aware of my purpose and I probably didn't think I had a purpose. So you mentioned, you know, 90% of the people aren't aware of their purpose. Any idea of how many people believe that they even have a purpose to, to, to look for? Uh, I don't know about the number that people believe they have it, but the number that people that believe that they're living it is that opposite side or about 10%. I, sir, actually, that's a good question. I don't know uh, what other 90% think about a purpose, but really haven't discovered it. And by the way, one of the assessments included in the quest process is a values assessment. So we believe in what we call motivational values or behavioral values, which are internal motivators, a value like, let's say, challenge or responsibility. And what it means by that is that this needs to be present for me to be feel fulfilled. We don't believe that you have work values and home values, that you just have values because Andy takes Andy wherever he goes. <laughs> so, so I don't like cut myself in half and said, oh, here's the work, here's the home. It, and that is a, 
again, another way to, uh, we make the statement, what would it be like if you made the right decision every time? So if you make values-based decisions and you filter those decisions based on those values, then you're moving towards it. So if you know, one of our values in our list is independence, which means I want to make my own decisions on my own. So why would you want to go into a job where you know you're going to be micromanaged? You're going to be miserable for sure. I remember going into an organization where they had a 400% turnover and I was asked to say, how can you, can you help us here? So what the manager had done, it was a credit collection call center, Andy. And he was hiring people with tranquility as a value. And I said, why is that? Because they like harmony. And he says, yeah, but what is every credit collection call? It's around conflict. That's their fear. So even though he was well-meaning, he wanted to have the nicest credit collection department in the country. He, every single person was quitting because it was, they were miserable. It was, okay, it was going to be conflict again. And the person's going to argue and scream at me about his 60 bucks he owes me from whatever credit card he's got. So we switched that to say, guess what? They cannot sustain engagement. So this is the other side. A lot of times we're in roles and responsibilities. And if we don't have a personality fit, because we have a personal style indicator or a personality assessment as well. That's my other book, Why Aren't You More Like Me? And then you have the values. If I'm not doing a, so not only is purpose important, but if I'm not in a role or a job that fits my values and fits my personality, then I cannot sustain engagement. So, uh, and a lot of times people will be guilt ridden says, well, I'm trying hard and the willpower is there. And you just are just trying so hard to, to be engaged and stay connected to your job and your role. And it's just not working for you. And so a lot of times those could be other reasons where you, you might be clear about what you're supposed to do. Meaning, um, I have my own company, you know, I could work for, let's say a HR department in an organization and help change other people's lives. But that environment with the same content wouldn't work for me. I need to kind of be uh, the captain of my own ship, if you may, and make the decisions about where I want to go, what I want to write about today. And, and I barely can work for myself, not alone somebody else, right? So you understand the, the gig on that. So for us, you know, understanding the nature of the work you're doing, the nature of who you are from a personality point of view, what are the core values that are, uh, who, that are important to you? Are they present in that position? Also come and contribute to this clarity. All of that is covered in the Quest for Purpose book. Mm. So, so that's the real the point behind the, the various self-assessments and, and personality tests and all these indicators are to make you more aware of, of yourself, to, to know thyself so that you can make the best choices and discover the purpose and be clear and, and live a really fulfilled life of, of service. Absolutely. Our three words we use, which we believe are one, we're one of the best companies in the world that do this, is self-awareness that leads to self-management that leads to self-mastery. Mm. So one of my colleagues, in fact, it'd be awesome to have her on your show, is uh, Dr. Tasha Yurick, who wrote the book Insights. So Tasha did some work and said, what percentage of people believe that they know themselves? So she, she's out of Denver and did her research study with her students. And so 95% of people believe that they know themselves and how they come across and how people see them is equivalent to their perception or opinion of self. Then she had her students go out and interview all the people that know Andy <laughs> around him, said, what do you think about Andy? How does he come across whatever? Guess what percentage of individuals actually agreed with people's self-assessment opinion of themselves. Do you know what the number was? It's, it's got to be shockingly low. So yeah, what are we looking at? 
10%. Whoa, 10%. I wouldn't, yeah. 85% of the population are delusional. They don't even know that they don't know that they don't know. Yeah. And so this whole consciousness of self-awareness where, you, again, it's doing the work. So uh, that's why he says, what's your purpose? It's an overwhelming kind of concept is that if you break it down into pieces, it's very manageable. It's very easy to do. It's just like if you're going to be a marathon runner, your expectation to win the world championship tomorrow would be unreasonable. No, nobody would even think that that would be a, a legitimate goal. But if you were to win it maybe three years from now or two years from now with dedicated training and that you could be in the top 10 or 20 and you have the constitution to do it, well, sure. But that's the same thing with purpose is that if you don't know it and you want complete clarity by tomorrow afternoon, that is not a reasonable expectation. Just go on this journey this pathway to get clear. And that's where, you know, with Tasha's work, confirming that most people don't know that they don't know that they don't know. Now, here's another one. You know, I do a lot of work in leadership and a lot of the individuals leading or listening are in leadership. So uh, Peter Corral did some work and he said, what are the top two reasons why uh, individuals fail in leadership? The number one reason was a lack of emotional intelligence and interpersonal skills. So there's a whole self-awareness of self and others. But the number two reason was hubris and arrogance. I don't need that CRAP. I don't need that stuff, right? So people were said, uh, not only do they not know, but they actually are arrogant or hubris and said, I don't need to know. I remember I was being brought into a Fortune 50 company to do a regional workshop on our personality assessment. And then my book, Why Aren't You More Like Me?, and there was some pre-work to be done. And the VP, you know, brought me in, you know, flying in his 75 managers from North America and myself and all that kind of stuff. Guess who the only person who didn't do the pre-work? The VP. Really? And then he walked out of the room. What did that do to the credibility of the session? Yeah. It just destroyed it. And so, again, uh, if, you know, our, our statement, we have a three-day certification where I certify other people in all our assessments. And I make a statement in that certification. Our ability to serve others is equal to or less than our own development. Mm -hmm. If you want to serve others, if you want to bring other people up, then bring yourself up, develop yourself, commit to yourself. I remember uh, we had a, a very a great contract uh, with Chrysler in a little incident, and we're going through an incident now, but a little incident uh, called 9-11 happened. So the next week, our multiple seven-figure contract was canceled. So then I moved from a, a speaker who was writing to an author who, uh, or yeah, an author who speaks. I had a point to my story, and I can't remember what it was now. I'm sorry. It just eluded me. I'm, I, I apologize, Andy. It was good. It was very good. Right. Was, I'm, sure this, I'm sure the story had a purpose. We just lost it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just, it just evaporated in that moment. It'll come back to me. Uh, but, you know, the, the reality is, oh, I know what it was, is that when that happened, I spent a year and over $50,000 of developing myself. So buying this company, going to other training programs, uh, I was doing some work with Mark Victor Hansen and Robert Allen, who, uh, you know, they, uh, Robert, or Mark, who wrote, you know, Chicken Soup. And so doing some work with them and hanging out with them and other individuals. And there was this uh, thing called the Millionaire Eagles Club. And so these were people that had been very successful in life and you, you were invite only. And I said, okay, I want to hang out with these people and just learn from them and what they're doing and what's happening. And, you know, that was nearly 20 years ago or in 2002. So again, just, you know, invest in yourself, listen to Andy's podcast, uh, be encouraged by the guests and the experts and the stories that come your way. 
uh, I consume on average one to two hours of podcast or sort of a YouTube or whatever it is of some kind of teaching per day, uh, somewhere in the way, sometimes in the morning, sometimes at night, um, just to be able to raise me up and learn from other people as well. So you've talked a lot about service. And one thing I've discovered for my own happiness is how important service is for me too. Is service something that is a part of everybody's purpose or not? Well, the research is clear about volunteering. Uh, there was a, a, a professor in the UBC, University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada. And uh, she gave her students five bucks. And the $5 was go buy a gift for your friend or spend the $5 on yourself. And she was trying to measure this happiness thing. And uh, in every situation, when you bought something for somebody else, your happiness coefficient or feeling was increased greater than getting it for yourself. This, this concept, sort of this biblical concept of it's better to uh, you know, give than receive, it's actually true biologically in volunteering, in some kind of service, in some way. So, you know, find your niche, you know, some, not everybody wants to work a soup kitchen, but if I, I, for years, as I mentioned, when I was younger, I would volunteer and be MC at banquets. Have you ever been to those banquets where the MC sucked Andy and they just destroyed the whole thing. And, and yeah, the president was nice enough, but they didn't know how to uh, keep a banquet or an awards night going. Yep. And so I just, so, you know, recently my father's, you know, when we're taping this 88 is a thing called the pioneer banquet. So it's all the people that are in their eighties. And so it was the president in the past doing the MC. He says, would you come help us? So I've been doing it for the last couple of years and people come up. How can your son do that? He said, like, how come it's so easy for him and just to connect and to lead and I mean, really see the responsibility as a conductor in front of an orchestra so that these people enjoy their evening. And I said, well, it is easy. It's, it's what I do for a living. It's, it's, it's communicating, helping people, keeping it moving, keeping it interesting, keeping it funny and light. Uh, that's what I do. So, so again, um, you know, that's, you know, just a story that links to that. Cool. And, you know, I really, I love, really love how you're stressing that, there's no end to, to purpose. It, it, you keep unfolding and discovering it, taking, taking forms and it, it morphs and can be expressed in so many different ways. Um, so now it's, and now it's spreading. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, just a backdrop. One of the things when we, and I'll, I'll take off on that. When people, when we get people to journal and I would, you know, I wrote the hand wrote 40, 50, 60 pages. I still actually have the journal beside me here is uh, we only get you to journal those events in life which were positive and energizing for you. No neutrals, no negatives. And so the reality is, you were asking earlier, I don't know why I love speaking. I don't, I don't know why I enjoy this. I don't need to know why. I just need to know that this is what it is. And you know, there are other things that I enjoy doing. I mean, I'm a motorcyclist and I can get on a motorcycle and go ride on my own for nine hours and do a thousand kilometers or 800 miles or whatever it is in a day that is just my my space my personal space and just out on the roads and just enjoying myself so that's recreation so if people love golf go do golfing the other thing is is that one of the things we do is interesting in our uh, quest book in the the microvision statements we get people to set up in all their life there's 13 different categories some people like have five or six or whatever i break it down a little bit more but there's no category for career in that list. It's a separate piece. 
These 13 things are separate. How do you want to be and show up with your family? How do you want to be and show up physically? How do you want to be and show up financially, spiritually? Even things like public policy, we talk about, you know, what does that mean for you? about getting involved in your community and uh, serving. You talked about volunteering, or is it just I vote every four years or five years or whatever, and that's good enough for me, that's my contribution. So we get people to sort of start that clarity and say, okay, let me look at this little micro vision statement, which is again, an active tense. Am I living that out? Is that true for me? And then we also ask this question, who gets to decide if something is fulfilling for you or not? You do, right? So. I might, you and I might have the same value of, let's say, friendships, but you get together with your friends once a month and I need it to be weekly. So that's part of, even though we still have the same value, how it shows up, we, we call it a time and energy thing, is that how we, what we do and the amount of time that we do around those, those values is determined by me. And so again, that clarity is just working through it, knowing that being, I love this word about being intentional and being deliberate. When you know that you know that you know, then you can make these choices that are deliberate, which are intentional, um, which really have a lot of power behind them because you're not confused about it. You know, purpose is usually not connected to confusion or doubt or some of these other components, Um, like uh, being on your show. You know, there's no question. Let's make sure there's a fit. Let's make sure that we have chemistry and that we work together and that I can be of service to your audience. That's the condition. But after that, yeah, it's a yes. Yeah, I find that the the notion of purpose, being on purpose, being clear, being driven, having meaning is all very, very traditionally masculine uh, ideals. But for a man to admit he isn't on purpose, doesn't know what it is, doesn't have clarity, that takes vulnerability and admitting yeah. something's wrong. And that's where people, like all the VPs you've mentioned, the, the people that are, that are in leader, leadership positions, but denying uh, the, the path, the assessment, the process. Um, well, it's interesting. A lot of times, and we, we have a lot of career centers that use our tools and resources. You know, a lot of people, we even have a self-worth assessment, which is a confidence indicator that's included in the Quest book. A lot of people get their identity from what they do versus who they are. Mm. So uh, who are you, Ken? Well, I'm the CEO of Consulting Resource Group. No, no, no. I'm a, a human being, an individual who really wants to make a difference in other people's lives and help them so that they can realize their potential. Listen, if you want to be the best welder in the world, I am right there for you. I'm not to judge you about what your purpose is. And that's where uh, there's another statement I make, and I says. And this is so true in social media worlds today. And it's extremely unfortunate. Every single person seems to have an opinion. Very few people have wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so just because I have an opinion doesn't mean I, you know, thank you for sharing, but no thanks, right? Uh, your opinion of me is none of my business. So uh, I, I really, I'm not, if you don't have experience in the space, I don't want to hear from you. It's not that I'm better than you or any of these kinds of things. It's that you don't have the qualifications to work with this. I want to work with somebody who is a coach or is a professional or has built a, a great business. I always find it interesting. People who don't have kids always have opinions about how you should parent. I'm sorry. Uh, after being a parent and my kids are now adults, uh, no way. You, uh, you don't know. You don't really know what's going on. Yes, you have some observations and some practical tips, but you're not, you've not been a parent. I'm sorry. You don't know. So uh, button it up. Uh, keep to yourself and then uh, go from there. And if you've been a successful parent, then we'll talk. 
Awesome. Yeah, I, I do not have kids, so I do not do shows about parenting because, I, yeah, I can't speak to it and I don't pretend to. So that's, that's a, a great insight. And if, if more people operated that way, uh, more people would be of service and helping themselves and each other. But I, you, you said something earlier, and I don't want to miss it because I think you, you were on a, on a track there about this whole idea of being vulnerable, about acknowledging that, you know what, I actually don't know why I'm here. Uh, we have an exercise in one of our certifications where we ask a person, why are you here? Multiple times over many, many minutes. And you are to respond, uh, why are you here? Oh, to make a difference. And then we ask you again, why are you here? You have to have a different response. And we do that like a hundred times. And people, why do you do that? And I said, well, we want to get past the saran wrap. A lot of people live shallow. They don't live deep. And they avoid these conversations, or maybe, as you said, they were put down. I remember uh, doing a workshop for a university, a bunch of professors, and there was a 50-year-old in the room, and we got to sort of this part in the, sh- of the workshop, and she was just in tears. And I said, well, why is that? She says, well, I come from an Asian culture. I'm a woman, 50 years old with a PhD. I was never honored or supported for my choices because I wasn't really, because of my gender, not permitted to be this smart, to go down this direction. And she was, she had moved to Canada and she was finally accepted. So that's very, very important for everybody that's around you. And we talked about it earlier is making sure that you have a a group around you. And I don't want to say support group in a negative way, but supportive people that really can help you on this journey of clarity. And says, you know what, I've been doing this for 20 years. I really don't like it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do but that's okay because even that admission and that you would then would say your next step would say, I'd like to learn what that might be. In other words, what my purpose is. And we started this whole show to say that if you don't know what your purpose is, then your purpose is to find your purpose to get clear. What's my calling? What's my assignment? Uh, And I need, you need to trust yourself. Now, you know, I'm a person who believes that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, not the other way around that there's more things going on here. If that's the case, then uh, there's more there's more going on. So your existence is not an accident. Now, if you believe that it is, that's fine. You can start from there. But just start going on this journey, you know, get the book, uh, get involved with it, take the steps, do the work. You will be so free at the end of it. You know, don't watch your favorite TV show or your favorite video game or whatever. Take the time, invest in yourself, even if it's 30 minutes a day for the next six months you will be transformed at the end of it. And it's uh, it's simple, but it's still work, right? It's just like, if I'm going to marathon run, I just have to run. And yes, when I get to mile 20 or so, I just feel like, oh, that's it. I don't want to go anymore. Um, uh, it just just do the work and you'll get there. Even, even those that like Arnold Schwarzenegger know that. You had to do the work. He didn't win Mr. Universe because he didn't do the work. Uh, just do the work and I'll be there for you. Uh, and after doing this for 30 32 years, I enjoy it more than I ever have because I'm in the space that I enjoy working. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So when, once you find that purpose, it's not as if it, it's a well that can run dry. Like it, it refreshes you. It refreshes itself. So, yeah. So t- um, tell everyone about the, the gift and, and where they can go to, to get Quest for Purpose. So I'm going to be giving away to the listeners and the viewers uh, my, the e-version of my book, The Quest for Purpose. And to get it, you go to my speaker site. So it's Ken Key, spelled K-E-N-K-E-I-S dot com slash real men. So it's a hidden URL. So we'll know that it's came from uh, you're listening to Andy's show and, and 
participating as a podcast listener and then get that book. So kenkeys.com slash real men. I'm sure Andy, you'll put it in the show notes somewhere mm-hmm. so that they can get it, download it. It's there. And then if you want to upgrade to the e-course that's available, then that's there for you as well. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, what's the best way for people to connect with you and learn more about everything that you're up to? Well, if it's not kenkeys.com, our other site is crgleader.com, which is our website. It has all our assessments, all our tools, coaching, mentoring programs, uh, our online courses. We have five that are there already. There'll be more uh, subsequent after this recording. So those that's constantly growing and expanding as people uh, you know, shift their world into in, more into the online world so they can get it anytime, anywhere, any place. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I find clarity is so important. Um, and it's not something you, you can't go to Walmart and buy a box of clarity. It, it comes through your actions and your discovery process. And it, it, a, a clarity call is what I've called my initial conversation with any potential coaching client for, for years. Um, but yeah. that that's, what's so important. So um, mm. meaning, meaning matters, purpose matters. Uh, you know, I, I believe that our purpose in life is to experience joy and by living your purpose, by finding it, by working on it, by nurturing it, um, it brings more joy to your life. Mm. And, and was that, a, that's infectious. Absolutely. There was a study done by Martin Sigelman's work. And two of the components that contributed to well-being was thankfulness and gratitude. And the other one was the love of learning. So, you know, the human brain and mind is unique on this planet. Of It needs to constantly be growing. If you're not growing, if you're not getting new information, then you, you are withering you know, this use it or lose it is true. So learning really energizes you. So if you're kind of stuck in a rut and you're just watching some meaningless TV shows, then you're not, that's not learning, you know, just start growing, get an assessment, get a book, read a book or listen to a podcast, whatever form that works for you. And then again, what are you thankful for Uh, as an individual, uh, just as a person? And you mentioned service for sure. Service is part of that as well. Awesome. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Ken. Thank you to everyone for listening. And visit realmenfeel.org for for all the links, for for things mentioned, for the books, the assessments, everything to check out and begin or further your self-exploration into your purpose because you do have one. And life is so much better when you realize what it is and are working from that and on that. All right. Until next time, be good to yourself and live on purpose. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Contact us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about author, coach, and healer Andy Grant at theandygrant.com. If you enjoyed this episode, it would help us greatly if you gave a review wherever you are listening right now.